back to the winner's paradigm podcast today we got my man chris miles talking about how he made the transition in from doing what he was passionate about writing a blog and really turning that into a business becoming financially free and having the time with his family uh we really jump into those topics today you know on flipping that switch figuring it out putting that work in sometimes it's going to take us a little over a year uh he says even 18 months to be able to figure out build your niche build your audience build your community but now he has that freedom so if you're definitely on that grind like i am and you're trying to figure it out this is a episode that's going to be perfect for your growth i'm not sure why they act like tools can't win at the same time sporting yourselves and scaling your business with me and mine when the kitchen got hot we kept it moving always room for improvement you got the juice you gotta prove it don't talk about it just do it that's what we like to call out for influence really ain't no telling what we could do it just a little bit of out for influence made it to the top floor from the sewage with a little help from out for influence i'll either move and ask the color go through it all because of out for influence you gon' miss every shot if you don't shoot it get you a little out for Yo, what is happening, y'all? It's Lundis. This is the Winner's Paradigm. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I haven't jumped on here in a very long time, and I've been just grinding at the Winner's Paradigm, you know, and figuring out, hey, what's the direction we're going? What are we tapping into? How are we going to help people? What kind of things are we unpacking and showing people, hey, what peace looks like when you finally are able to get through years of trauma, frustration, pain being built up? So in order for us to keep this message going, I need you to drop a five-star review and a rating and let me know how this show's helped you so we can keep the shit going. Now, the second thing I want to say is um, go to myfitlife.net if you use the code Uh, TWP20, you get 20% off all products. These are the products I'm using as well. So I don't promote something unless I'm using it. Last thing I just want to say is uh, do fucking you. Do what fulfills you. Do what makes you happy. Do what's going to allow you to be able to get to that next level, to hit whatever it is, to be able to get over that goal. Because you may not be where you're at right now. um, And excuse me, you may not be where you want to be right now. But when you look at it in a nutshell, you're one day closer to where you want to be if you're putting that work in. I know it's sometimes we want to beat ourselves up. I do the same thing. You know, where I'm working on the business, working on the podcast, and it's like, man, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm getting there. It's a journey. So give yourself some fucking grace. Pat yourself on the back and tune into the Winner's Paradigm podcast if you really want to fucking win. Let's get it. My man, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. I had a great time talking with you even before when we we're talking about connecting to our audience uh, on what we like. So in, we'll, we'll talk about that a little uh, further here. But before we get going, brother, let's start with, you know, who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother. Hey, man, how you doing? My name is Chris. I'm glad that you have taken the time to let me speak to you and your audience. Uh, I do really do appreciate it. But what I'm doing nowadays is I am a full time blogger, YouTuber and podcast host, and um, I buy and sell websites and uh, I flip them like you would a house. Um, I've been doing that now for about maybe six years. I've been blogging for like seven, but I didn't start into this whole website buying and selling phase for the last uh, five or six years. And um because of that, I really got into it because of um, of my wife. Uh, she, we found out that we were pregnant with our first son, and she expressed the interest of wanting to stay home with him full time. So I remember telling her that we can't afford that. You need to at least have a part time job. But um, when we first got started with it, I needed to find a way to 
make some extra income. So I started with this whole blogging thing. And uh, within about maybe 18 months or so, I was making enough money for it to quit a job. And uh, I think our son Benji was barely one at the time. And uh, about two years later, I went ahead and quit mine. And it's been four years later. And there's been ups and downs because, you know, business is business. But um, so far, we're, do we're still doing okay. And I'm trying my best to stave off employment. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's kind of where I am right now. That, that is awesome, brother. And you can definitely tell, you know, you took that action uh, because there was that uncertain time and really figuring it out for yourself. So let's touch on that factor first, because that's something I'm going through as well, where we started the business the second time. And it's funny now because I'm getting more clarity with what I'm doing, kind of who I am. Uh, I may not know what's going to be it or how kind of the future is going to go, but it's like there's more certainty now that I've taken the action. I've continued it. So on your journey, brother, what was it like for you when you flip that switch? You know, things, the wheels start turning and then you realize like, all right, you know, this plan did pay out like I thought it was. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. This When the switch flipped, I I didn't realize it. It, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, to be honest, um, because like, let me, just let me give you an example. Um, so I was working on this side hustle, right? Just building up a blog, a website, and I was working on it pretty much in my free time, which, you know, I just tried to invest as much time as I could into it. And then when it finally started to make a couple of bucks, then I was like, okay, well, this is a kind of proof of concept. I think my first commission was um, like a few cents, but then my first like real commission was like 23 bucks. And I was like, whoa, that's, this, this website didn't exist. And now it now it exists and it's generating revenue. It wasn't a lot of revenue, but that right there was proof of concept for me. I just needed to keep pushing it in because if I can make $10, I can make 20. You know, if I can make 20, I can make 100. If I can make 100, I can make 1,000. That's what I kind of was thinking. So I went with it. And eventually, uh, the side hustle started making more money than the primary hustle, my nine to five. And that's when it kind of hit me. And I was like, I'm wasting time going to work. I could actually spend that time. I mean, if I'm able to build this up to where it is now, this whole blogging business and everything, and can do it part-time. Imagine if I had, you know, I devoted an entire eight hours to it a day or something. Um, and the cool part about blogging is that you don't need to do an entire eight hours on it usually. You can just, uh, once you have it built up and it's rolling, it's kind of like a snowball effect. And you kind of just, you know, make little tweaks here and you, you've built the house. Now you're just kind of living in it, you know, and doing the maintenance on it every now and then. But um, when that switch hit, I realized that, man, I don't need this job anymore. And that gave me like a certain amount of freedom because, I wasn't as annoyed at work anymore. You know, <laughs> anytime something happened to me or something that I didn't enjoy and my, my, maybe my boss didn't do something that I, I didn't like, I was like, eh, okay. And it got to the point where um, they asked me to do something that I really didn't want to do. And I was like, you know, I don't have to do this. And I handed in my resignation. Two weeks later, I was on my own. And that was about four years ago. So <laughs> here we are now. So yeah, that, that, that switch that flipped, I didn't see it coming, but the opportunity presented itself and I took it. Amen, brother. That was the same thing for me. Uh, I actually quit a job and they they were like, when do you want your last uh, two weeks to be? And then I was just thinking about it and I was just like, man, I really hate being here. You know what? Life's not promised. I was like, fuck it. I got today. Today will be my last day. And she's like, what? And you're like, we only have like an hour left. And I go, you know what? I'm leaving right now. So I just quit with like an hour left, packed all my things because I was moving uh, and just realized like that 60 to 80 hour crunch. Uh, it was also a little above minimum wage. So it was like putting all this work in where you're like, man, I'm putting all these hours in, but I'm not getting paid for it. Uh, you know, the commissions were okay, but it was the same thing where it was just like, man, 
this doesn't resonate with me, who I am. So love that you touched on that because that was something I went through as well. Uh, yeah. Very powerful there, brother. Let's let's talk about the action. Uh, obviously, now you know once you started doing the blogging, flipping the websites. Uh, well, excuse me. Let's go to the the flipping the websites first. So when you first got started in that, because I know I've looked at that, but that was something that I didn't know. Um, I, excuse me, I had minimal guidance on it. So I didn't want to fully engage and then kind of just be like one foot in one foot out. Uh, so for you, when you started contacting it, were you doing it more B2B or what was kind of the uh, system that allowed you to kind of build on it to um, ultimately be able to make more income off there? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was mainly doing it with a uh, B2C. So business to consumer. Um, most of my better performing blogs are all uh, hobby blogs, right? So not necessarily trying to sell this thing from one business to the next business or whatever. Um, I do have a brand that does that. That's the, the Blogger Revolution brand. But other than that, um, like I have a golf site. I have one on essential oils. Um, I have one on no, I don't want to, I don't actually, I don't want to reveal that one, but I got a few of them that are, that, you know, are just on like random things that people uh, will, you know, buy or spend money on. Um, usually I try to target people who have a little bit more ex expendable income. Like for example, the golf niche, you know, I'm not saying everyone who plays golf is rich, but for the most part, most people who do play golf usually have expendable income and time to set aside to it, which means that they have income to buy thousand dollar golf clubs and a three hundred dollar driver and all that kind of stuff so i target that audience with this blog because i know that i can promote products to them and make an affiliate commission from them so yeah most of what i do is straight you know a uh, business to consumer in most of my blogs that i create that that's awesome brother and you mentioned something again so now we'll touch up on it uh, but you really mentioned speaking to your audience and figuring out what your audience wants. Uh, and I know one thing with you is you put out there, hey, you love The Office, you love Seinfeld, and that's the way you connected with me. You connected with all your other clients. You know, you can really look at that. So when we're looking, you know, as the visionaries of our company and we're trying to figure out, hey, you know, how do we better effectively uh, hit our market? Because a lot of times we think that we understand the market, but the market's telling us something else. Yeah. Uh, how do we be able to use, you know, those common interests, uh, like things that we have with our audience to be able to gain more uh, value through that connection? Yeah. So, I mean, there's two things, in my opinion. So there's the thousand true fans theory, um, the, the thousand true fans theory. And with that, it's uh, Kevin Kelly came up with that. And what he basically says is you don't need a ton of people in order to make a full time income online. Um, in fact, you only need to convince what, about a, a thousand people to all spend a hundred bucks on something that you would, you know, gain a hundred bucks from. And if you can do that, that's a six figure income that you can get right there. So when you realize that you don't need a ton of people, you know, you watch these YouTube channels, people have millions and millions of subscribers, um, tens of millions sometimes, right? And then you got people who just have, you know, two or 3,000 and you're just like, oh, they must be like a little small fish in the pond. But in some instances, that person that has that three to 4,000 subscribers might be making more than the person that has 100,000 subscribers because they know how to create a connection. There's an old marketing saying that says the riches are in the niches. So if you can specifically talk to your target audience and you do that by relating to them, by coming up with things that you know they will be interested in and only talking to that subsection of people, then it's going to always be people who match that criteria. So, you you know, we talked offline briefly about how I like to talk about how I'm an office fan and I like to watch um, 
uh, Seinfeld and shows like that and, you know, like Family Guy and The Simpsons and, you know, stuff like that when growing up. And we even talked about the WWE a little bit, right? So those types of connections that you can make with people, when you make that reference, now you connect with people on a deeper level because, oh, we actually have something in common. You know, it's not just that this guy is teaching me how to, you know, find a keyword and rank it on Google. He actually has a personality. He has a, um, a family. He's a person. He's uh, He has um, a son just like I do, or he has, you know, that kind of thing. Once you start connecting with people on that kind of level, then you start to build up what's called a KLT, that no like and trust factor with people. And if you're doing it and you're being successful with it and you have the patience to be able to teach someone else how to do it, then you can reach out to that audience by just speaking directly to them word brother that is awesome there and it definitely shows you you know the power of that connection uh because you're finding those like interests you know you're tapping on it and then you're showing also uh that what they're saying you're understanding picking up on so it's the the thing where they're they're feeling that uh it's not one ear you know out through the other they're like oh he actually listens whatever it is on those shared interests and, and it really gained that validity so love that there brother because it's something i'm learning right now and working through uh, but first, before we get into presence with the family, what's it like for you, brother, to be able to stay actively engaged all the time, figure out, hey, how do I show up for myself, you know, uh, as a dad, as a husband first, so I can be able to show up for the family? Yeah, I mean, I must say it's, it's not easy, right? Even being at home, it's still not easy. But uh, you do what you can and you try to plan it out. At least that helps for me. Instead of trying to have like random interactions, just try to plan something out um, uh, very strategically and specifically. That way you can get the most stuff done. So, um, I mean, I remember how it used to be, right? Alina, so I, I would get uh, like working 15 or so hours a day. I was on call all the time. I had to bring my laptop everywhere that I went because if something happened, I needed to be able to fire up my hotspot and answer the question because because uh, I was the only tech within, you know, maybe 50 miles of the office that I was working at. So that right there started taking a lot of time away uh, from the family that I didn't like. Um, I remember my, my son said, it's, um, that wasn't his first word, but it was a word that I had never heard him say before. I don't remember exactly what the word was, but it was like, for the sake of argument, let's just say it was a passive income or something, right? So you said passive income, and I remember thinking, oh, this is so awesome, you know? So I, I was like, let me bring them to my wife. So I picked them up, and I ran over to my wife, and I was like, look, he, he said it. And I, try, I started trying to prod him to say it again. He was like, passive income. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And she was like, oh, yeah. He's been saying that for about a week now. And I was like, ah, oh, ouch. That one hurt. Like, he's I, my son was literally growing up, and I wasn't there to see it. So that kind of gave me like a good motivation that, okay, I need to figure out this stuff like as soon as possible. I used to go to school, school with a girl. She said asexually is how fast we needed to do it. So um, that's when I started really grinding and um, trying to provide the life for them to where, you know, he could get mommy care growing up rather than daycare. And um, I think me being home was kind of a bonus because the business did start to grow a little faster than I was expecting. And when I had the opportunity of saying, you know what, let's just go ahead and and uh, uh, give this a try when the job started acting kind of funny on me, um, I kind of figured it this way. If let's try for a year and see what happens. Worst case scenario, I go and get another job, you know, and with that mentality in mind, 
um, understanding that I felt as though I had more power than my employer did. They had a privilege of having me there, <laughs> you know, that's the way I was looking at it. So because um, I knew I was a good and hard worker and I'm true to my word and things like that. And that's something that's sometimes can be rare when looking for employees. So I figured, you know, let's just give it a year and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, two years pass by, three years pass by. Uh, and by doing so now, you know, I get to take my son to school every day and um, I don't have to worry about being gone when he's waking up and, you know, in the bed when he gets home because I got to wake up to do something else. You know, I don't have to worry about all that because we're around each other all the time. And that can sometimes be a good and a bad thing. I'm sure you can relate because you're just like, we're around each other all the time. You know, it's, you get to the point where you want to wring somebody's neck or something. But I looked at it as to the point of, you know, it, um, that you can't, it can't be a bad thing to spend more time with the family. Right. And it might be tough at times, but I think long term, you're going to realize that it was probably one of the best decisions that we've made for ourselves. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's risky. Don't get me wrong. Like the definition of entrepreneurship, I believe, is, um, you know, putting yourself in a place of more risk than doing something else. So I went ahead with it, gave it a try, but we're getting a lot more rewards not even, not all financial either, just better rewards now taking that risk than we were before. Amen, brother. And I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I take care of the little one while I'm uh, running the, trying to build the video editing company for a second time and even, you know, researching, watching videos all day so I can get better at my craft. And it's difficult sometimes because, uh, for instance, like yesterday, my wife was home not feeling well either. And uh, the baby has the thing and she sees the laptop open, she closes it. So I can't get any work done. <laughs> if she's paying attention to me, I can't get any work done. She'll just keep closing it. So I, like, I was getting a little frustrated just because I was like, hey, I need to get something done. Uh, somebody paid me. I need to get this thing done. And she just keeps closing it. And my wife's like, she wants you to play with her. You know, so we want to go play, come back. And then again, she's closing the laptop. And I'm like, all right, you know, we just played for two hours. Like, let's keep it going. <laughs> and then I realized like this guy hits me and pay me. I need to get this done. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, my wife's like, we'll feed her. We'll, we'll put her uh, to sleep. So an hour later, finally able to get to what I need to get done. But it was awesome. You know, just taking the time because I know with me, uh, the presence factor is there, you know, when you want to be present. But then for me, since we're home all the time and we shift everything or uh, sometimes people aren't feeling well or the baby's uh, having a bad day because she's teething right now. I'm like, man, you know, uh, we got to shift everything. And then I end up later on, you know, working on something. And it was something for me as well, just to realize like, hey, you know, uh, it's not always going to be like this. You know, it's not always going to be. Yeah. Where we can have that be there every single day. Eventually, she's going to go into school. Then it's going to be, you know, different. Uh, we'll have summer times like that. Or maybe, you know, um, I'm traveling. Okay, you know, then we can work on it. So something for me as well to learn that, brother. And last thing we'll touch on before we get to the last question, uh, what's it like from that present factor? I know you mentioned a little bit, you know, where your son was talking, you didn't uh, know, and your wife said, hey, you know, it's been a week he's been saying that. But what's it like now? Um, you touched on it briefly, but just really being there every day and then realizing that, hey, you're able to be the best you can be. You're surrounded by your amazing family. So it allows you to just keep doing what you're doing, you know, get in that happy flow because you've already laid that foundation and then you're just living it every single day. Yeah, no, that's 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 excellent. I hear what you're saying. And I, I wish I could tell you that it gets easier because because <laughs> um, I mean, my son right now, he just turned six. But if he's at home, I get no work done because he always wants to do something and hang out or, or whatever. So I, I, I can feel 
your pain, you know, <laughs> when you're trying to do some work. Because then you feel bad because they'll walk up and say, hey, I want to play. And it's like, ah, I, I got to get this done, you know. And then you're like, well, you know what? I can. Uh, it, but because we do, we are doing what we're doing, bro. We can we can actually put it to the side and actually do it later. You know, might lose a couple of winks of sleep, but it, at that point it would have been worth it, you know. But anyways, um, no, to get back to your uh, uh, original point there, um, you, you know what? I forgot your question. <laughs> Repeat that last part again because I had something good. So I was just touching up on the factor of uh, actually being present now oh, to yeah. have the ability to push everything to the side and just admire that. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Now nah, it jogs my memory. Thank you. So the presence thing, um, I remember when uh, he was when my son Benji was just kind of, you know, uh, starting to walk and and do this, you know, you, you go to mom all the time. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Something got to happen. Let's go to mommy. And we're not saying that he doesn't do that now, but there's situations now where he's like. He's going to daddy, you know, and, and before, like, that was rarely the case because I was kind of this guy who showed up every once in a while because I was always working, you know, kind of a thing. But actually being there now, you know, if he has an issue, he's like, yo, I want daddy. I was like, oh, say small win, you know, I'll, I'll take those. And that wouldn't, I, I truly believe that that may not have been able to happen if I wasn't there. I'd still be this random guy who just spends more time at work than he does at home. So the presence factor, I think it's going to end up helping him long-term. Our relationship, you know, not just when he's six, but when he's 16, when he's 26, you know, that's going to be, man, just when he's 26, that's weird. But yeah, <laughs> but that's going to be helpful for him because of what we were able to do during his most formative years. And uh, I think the time that we're doing now has got to be more invaluable than like you were saying, that just above minimum wage. Um, I call J-O-Bs just over broke. You know, you're just over broke. You're paying the bills just enough to survive, but you probably don't have much else to do anything else with. Um, the best thing to do to fix that usually is either learn how to invest really, really well <laughs> or uh, or start a business. You know, entrepreneurship is where it's at. It's been something that's completely transformed our lives. Um, and by doing so, you know, we're there for each other. You know, we're all in this together. So yeah, that's 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 what it is right now. And I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Boom. I think you put the icing on the cake, brother. And you really just said that right there, you know, by saying, you know, we got to go all in on what we're doing and figure out from there. Uh, and that's definitely what I've learned throughout entrepreneurship, including my job. So I can, you know, watch the baby while running the business and it's stressful, but it's so worth it in the end. So yeah. the last question here, brother, what would you say to the previous version of ourself who's looking to recalibrate our mindset? We don't know where to start. We just align our, want to align ourselves to our definition of success. Yeah. So we live in such a society that's so ingrained on um, instant gratification, right? We like the fact that we can, you know, watch a TV show, get the, 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 um, the introduction, the climax and the resolution all in, you know, 30 minutes with commercial break usually, right? Um, th that's not life though. You know, usually you you get into situations where things can take long-term, but because we have such short attention spans, you know, if it doesn't work immediately, then, you know, we give up on it. And that's not how, you know, actually building something worthwhile actually works. You know, they didn't build Coca-Cola overnight. You know, that took years and years and years to do to do those things so but once you get to a point to where hey it's actually building it's there and it, you know like i mentioned it before that snowball that's just run, rolling down the hill it's hard to control at that point so 
I would say think farther than the immediate. Um, one of my favorite sayings is uh, do something now that your that your future self will thank you for. So think about what your life can look like in a year, can look like in five years and 10 years. You know, um, I tell people when they start, you know, a business in general, but especially with a blog, it's probably going to take you anywhere from 12 to 18, maybe 24 months to really get it to probably replace your income. Um, it can happen faster sometimes and sometimes it can happen a little slower, but um, people will look at that and turn up their nose like, oh, oh man, it's going to take me 18 months. That's That takes a long time. And I was like, well, what was your original plan, right? Were you planning on uh, working for 30 or 40 years and hope that you retire with enough money and health to be able to enjoy it? I mean, if this took you 15 years, I'd still be doing you a favor. You know, we're talking about 18 to 24 months to really just put things aside, maybe stop going, you know, out to eat every now and then, just, you know, kind of saving that money, saving that time and working on something that's bigger than you, then you can actually, you know, uh, make some real decent changes and completely transform your life. So you just have to look at what's my life going to look like in two years? What's my life going to look like in five years? And then since you have a goal, now you can work towards it. No longer a dream, but a goal. I love the way you say that because I'm coming up on a year here and it's kind of uh, it's really weird feelings. It's weird because, you know, it shifted twice and then realizing, all right, you know, we can make this thing happen. And then kind of the cool factor of it is like how much growth is happening within that time frame. So I know definitely 18 month mark, you know, knocking out of the park because it's just going to be additive. And then finally, you know, hit that wheel there. Uh, gained, you know, uh, a little bit of a following, know how to be able to talk, worked on my craft. So I'm there. So that was something for me as well, you know, just looking between where I started to where I came from and definitely, you know, love that you see that it's an investment, you know, on our time, but it's going to be all the skills we're learning within that. So love that there, brother. Where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? They want to hear more about your story, brother. Yeah, definitely check me out on the Blogger Evolution podcast. Um, we we uh, release uh, weekly content, sometimes twice a week, depending on what's going on. But um, we talk about this whole blogging thing, how you can literally take a website from zero to, you know, full-time income in a relative short period of time. And um, if anyone's, you know, super interested, I do have a, uh, a membership site where people can come in and, um, you know, no matter where you are in, in your journey, if you're just getting started, if you have a site up and trying to get some traffic to it or whatever, and you're just kind of stuck because this business is very on your own, right? You, you, unless you're watching some YouTube videos or something, you don't have any very many people to talk to. But um, if you go to bloggerevolution.com slash one blog away, then um, you can join the uh, community there. And uh, I, I can give you some one-on-one -on -one help, you know, and by, by doing so, we can get, get you going. So definitely check me out on the podcast and the YouTube channel, Blogger Evolution. But if you want to get some one-on-one -on -one help, bloggerevolution.com slash one blog away. Absolutely, brother. We'll definitely send people your way. Thank you again for coming on the show. You've been an amazing guest, my friend. Hey, thanks so much. I do really do appreciate it. This has been really fun. Thank you, brother. Sure, why they act like tools can't win at the same time? Sporting yourselves and scaling your business with me and mine. When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving. With us, there's always room for improvement. You got the juice, you got.